Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. This show is for socially conscious leaders, entrepreneurs, CEO founders that have found success, but they yet they don't have the ideal life that they would like. And what we're going to do is bring in concepts and systems so that we can increase business with millions of additional revenue while lowering our work hours, ideally below 40 hours a week. We call this more business, more life. And it's an and, not an or. We don't have to have either or. We can actually systemize this to have both. And those are the concepts we're going to come with each episode. Sometimes we might talk a little bit more about business, sometimes more life, most of the time, both. (laughs) So welcome to the show. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. And today we're going to talk about growth mindset. You know, we've talked about growth before, but how do we do it in our life on a daily basis? And more specifically, what do we do when we have an agenda, we have a plan, and then it doesn't happen the way we want? And then we start resisting. Hey, this isn't what I wanted. How can we transcend that resisting into allowing? And most importantly, what can I learn from this? And then we grow. And when we do this, because things happen in our life always, like, you know, it actually isn't predictable. We talk about uncertainty in in times lately, when the reality is, when is anything ever certain? So allowing these things to change and then allowing ourselves to learn and ask a key question, what can I learn from this, allows us to transcend the resistance and actually allow ourselves to have more of the life that we want. So it's all about growth and you might be saying, hey, that's hard, but we're going to discuss it right now so that you can start having some tips and ways that you can bring this into your life right now. Let's jump into the podcast. I'm Steve Napoliton and I have our co-hosts here, uh, Stephanie Vetter, Melissa Barrett and Giovanni Godina. You know, and actually, you know, I just go right into a moment. I always pause a little bit, Giovanni, with your name, because when I met you, you had a different last name. Like, and this podcast is all about growth. And as you grew, you actually chose to uh, change your name. So this podcast is all about growth today. It's one of our core values. And we're going to talk about what it actually means. We can actually truncate growth, but let's go a little deeper. And actually, since it just popped in my head. I know I'm jumping right in on this with with uh, Giovanni, but uh, what was that growth like? Like actually changing part of your identity? Like you know, it's, it's much more than that. It's just it's your name. Like, what do you mind sharing a little bit of story there? Yeah, you know, I was being hunted down by the FBI, so I had a. No, just kidding. Um, uh, edit that out. I think, out. You, whole, I think you changed the whole name, not just your last <laughs> name. <laughs> um. Uh, no, so uh, Godina is actually the last name of my dad. My dad passed away when I was four years old. And um, so actually when I was born, my mom and dad weren't actually together. So I got my mom's last name. And when I had turned like 18, I was wanting to change my last name and I just like never did it. I never took any action on it. Um, but then I finally got married. And so, so funny story. I thought you could just change your name. So like my name was Casaus. And so when we got married, um, they give you the certificate to sign everything. And I signed with Godina. And she's like, wait, is is either one of you Godina? I was like, no, that's my last name. She's like, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. Like, if you already have a last name, you can change it. Um, so I had to go get it done. But then when we were married, we actually didn't go get it changed. And then my wife got pregnant and like, okay, now I really need to get my daughter to have, but I would like her to have that last name. So yeah, so there must have been something there just like holding me off for whatever reason, just changing my last name. But finally, when daughter, before my daughter was born, we got to change to Godina and 
and whatnot. And here we are. It's still weird for me too. Sometimes like as I'm like start typing things out, I'm like, oh, that's not my last name anymore. But yeah, um, it's got to be tremendous. Yeah. Like so many years of your life, you're just signing your name one way. And also, you know, just looking at that, a lot of times growth happen from external sources. And this is the case of that as well, because, you know, when we're just doing it for ourselves, uh, many times we can put things off, which also is something important to acknowledge, right? That, you know, are we showing up for ourselves as much as we would show up for others? And in this case, you know, having your daughter come along, that it was bigger than you, which is good. Like this happens to me too. Like when someone else is involved, you show up at a higher level. It just, it kind of naturally happens hopefully for most of us. Yeah. And that if happens you want me to get you. up early. If you want me to get up early, just schedule a call earlier and then I'll get up. But if it's just for myself to get up, uh, I won't get up. Yeah. Yeah. That's why having like a, if you're getting up to work out, then having that gym partner or, you know, those things then, and it's something I've had the, of those before. And it's so weird the day you don't want to go, they're like, yeah, let's go. And the day that they don't want to go, you're ready to go. It's so interesting how <laughs> that happens. In my case, I don't know. Maybe some of us have had partners where no one wants to go and then nothing happens. It's probably not a good partner. <laughs> and you find so, somebody else. Yeah. You know, and so just to uh, go a little deeper here on the, well, this is pretty deep. And thank you for sharing your personal story with your name. And you, growth is really everything, right? Because with our company, we believe all of life is learning. Like all of life is learning. Everything is learning. I used to say, you know, I'm going to learn until the day I die. And now I don't even believe that's true because probably when I die, I'm going to learn even more. It's like, like wide open, right? <laughs> this is what we live for. And this is where, the, you know, going back from last week's podcast, gratitude, you know, this is where these actually really tie together because when things are not going in the way that I thought they would, or even when things are challenging or hard or even ugly, then it starts, I start, that's another question. You know, people ask me, well, how do you switch to gratitude when you're in so much pain? You know, like even physically, like when I was paralyzed and had pain as out of that paralyzation, then I asked myself, what am I learning? And when I do that, then I start focusing because it's all the mind or, you know, in my opinion, the mind is so powerful. And what are we focusing on? And so when we focus on the pain or that ugly thing that's happening, then we perpetuate it, right? That's why like hate can turn into deep anger and even like, you know, things that we're not happy about. We might even, you know, speak in ways we were not, we, we would not be proud of. And so when we actually can let that go and say, well, why am I so angry? Oh, well, I care. You know, what can I learn from this moment? If we start asking those questions, then we can get to those sometimes are the precursor to what can I be grateful for? Because when the, these moments happen in our life, there's so many learning moments just from this last year and a half of being paralyzed. I can't even, we would have, we would need like a whole season of podcasts for me to tell you. Uh, but that's not the point of this call, uh, this podcast. It's not the point to tell you how many things I learned, but it's just that you learn so much. And so I just want to poise the question, how can we all ask ourselves more? Like, what am I meant to learn here? And then it takes the focus away from the actual thing that we might be mad at or that we weren't expecting to happen today. I had a plan. I had an agenda. And then this happened and derailed it. Well, what am I supposed to learn? 
and all of life is learning, then we start to grow faster because we start embracing the learning instead of resisting it. And then when we fully take on that growth mindset, we can actually transcend a lot of things. Um, so I guess there's so many angles that we can talk about today. You know, but, you know, a lot of the times we know when we're going to enroll in a class or we go to school or reading a book, we're thinking, oh, I'm learning. You know, that's natural. And we could talk about those because those are important too. And I'm always learning. I'm always reading the next thing. Even if I only read a couple pages, I'm always reading. But what I'd like to, you know, maybe start off is some of the ones that people might think are more difficult. You know, so maybe we can all share how, you know, difficult moments, and sometimes I would say the difficult moments lead to the biggest learning in my life. Learning happens even when we don't think it's happening. Yeah. It's, so I guess let's start. I'd like to hear um, from the group here, what, what are some of those moments where they were difficult and maybe you didn't even realize you were learning, but then after you realized... So I guess that's the question. What was a big moment you didn't notice? And then you noticed that you were learning something either during or after, but it was a big deal, but it started off quite difficult. Cause I think that's where people might, this might be useful for others listening. How do we turn those challenged moments in our life into the mindset of growth and then transcend into gratitude? A good question. And there's so many aspects of growth and learning that we can talk about. But to answer your question, I think like for me, what's helped is in the moment, like you said, when things are tough or when you're not understanding, I think one of the things we talk about a lot is that you're able to connect the dots going backwards, right? But we can't sometimes see in the moment or we can't see how this is going to impact what we're supposed to do next or you know how this is going to impact our lives a month from now, or a year from now, like we don't know in the moment. But I think what you've coached me to do over the last six to 12 months, even more so, is to, to you know, to stop <laughs> when things are hard or when you're experiencing something that you don't want to be experiencing and to just ask yourself or to even meditate on, like, what am I supposed to learn here? Like, what am I meant to learn by having this experience, this pain, this challenge? And sometimes for me, it's been actual physical pain a, a lot, <laughs> actually, for whatever reason in my life, challenges and stress manifest as physical pain. And so to be in those moments of physical pain and be like, oh my gosh, like what? And to not always, you know, know what the answer to that question is, but just to sort of ask it of yourself so that you can take some of the relief off. It also just helps, I think, reframe your mind to know that there's something, there's some learning about this right now. Like I don't know what it is by now, but just to sort of trust that there's some kind of growth or evolution or something that I meant to know by the experience that I'm having right now. And then sometimes it does come to you. Like, what am I meant to learn? What is my next step supposed to be? And like last week I was meditating on something because I was having one of those experiences. And it was like, the thing that was coming to me was just like, let go. Like I was just holding on so tight to things and trying to exert so much control over, you know, whatever it was. It's like a big thing for me is control. When I don't feel like I have control over my environment, over the people around me, you know, whatever that is, like it makes me very unsettled, <laughs> very unsettled. And so, yeah, it was, so, it was super clear when I said it this time, it isn't always, but this time it was like, just let go and just like I'll accept and allow what's happening to happen and um, just like stick to your training. So 
yeah, I don't know. I think to stop. And I say this a lot. I feel like just make space, <laughs> like stop, you know, to be in the moment. Um, and then that's once you kind of accept that, okay, here's what's happening. Um, you, you can move forward into being grateful for whatever it is. So beautiful. And just to go a layer deeper on that, Stephanie, when you had that moment, so you were in meditation and then you asked that question and the words just came like describe that moment because for some listeners, they may have never had this experience you're talking about. So just kind of you yeah. know, to zoom in one more layer there. Sure. And a lot of times I think your mind is so busy, but um, I just got into a quiet space. I I think sometimes too, when you're in meditation, um, it could feel like, oh, I have to fit this in. And I had known that I was like, had so much time to just be with myself, to be still, and that I was going to meditate and try to ask those questions of myself to try to understand what was going on. And so I just was sitting in quiet. I didn't go right into those questions. I sort of took some time to go through like a guided meditation and it was specifically on pain and trying to um, just be with it, I guess. And so once I had kind of really gotten, um, I guess, in the zone, I know there's a word for that, or Joanne say it, like <laughs> meta, I guess, um, not meta. Or like theta or theta or beta. One of the- <laughs> because it actually is slowing the wavelength down. Yeah. 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 Yes. And I just, uh, yeah, had my hand on myself where I was having pain and just asked, um, like, what am I meant to learn through all of this experience? And was just quiet. And it just very, I don't know, it just, it's not like you hear something, but like inside your mind, it just, it's like a thought comes or like a feeling comes. And then after, I think the the most important part of that was like, okay, just trying to stay with that, not trying to digest it so much in the moment or, but then afterwards to go sit and just I journal and like pages of stuff just came out after the fact that really made it clear around like let go of, of what and like how and what? <laughs> yeah. What? What do you mean let go? Um, yeah. So that, that was kind of what it made it come full circle for me to really, I guess, what's the word? In integrate. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. And, and, First time I had that experience. So well, congratulations. There's so many Thanks. questions come to my mind that you just uh, sure. um, but just a few. So one, uh, you know, I just want to make a statement that I found uh my wife took an intuition class, and the first thing they tell you is the journal to write because then you actually realize the things you know. Because sometimes you hear that voice, and I've had that too, and then you're like, Oh, I just made that up, you know. But then if you actually uh -huh. keep watching it, you're like, Oh wow, that was actually in service of my life and you notice that thought you had was actually really good for you and so you start noticing that so you have to trust that inner voice is real and even though it feels like you might be making it up because it literally mm -hmm. like stephanie said it just pops up in your mind uh, but then you start noticing and then when you start journaling then even more words come um so i have to ask because you said something that i think we want to slow down even more on you said most of the time you try to fit a meditation in, but this time you had time. And so mm -hmm. some people might be listening. Well, how did you have that? How did you have time? How did that work out? I think it's, um, that's like a mental thing. It's not that I ever don't have like physically have the time, but maybe uh, like mentally, I feel like I need to get on to the next thing potentially like, Oh, there's so much to do. And so, so not that I don't meditate regularly because I do, but 
a lot of times it's maybe guided meditation. And so this was one of the like handful of meditations over the last couple of years where I just really sat with myself. You know, I had some ambient like background music on, but, um, you know, I didn't have other thoughts like sort of driving my meditation maybe, but I think it's also like the perception of not having enough time or enough space. And this time I was like, well, my job today is to heal from this and to try to get understanding from what's going on. And like, that's not something a lot of people make time for. Like we are very busy. We have very demanding schedules. And, you know, in my previous career, I I didn't have to like literally didn't have time. So it was like, get my 10 minute meditation in and it felt good enough to help me get through the day. And I, you know, really saw so much benefit just from that. And now to be able to actually have time and space to to do longer meditations and kind of evolving, I guess, into like less guided meditations really allow you to get some of those messages from yourself. So, yeah. Well, you just thank you for sharing that. And then you, this is that common methodology, whether you're self-employed or you work for somebody else, a lot of mm-hmm. times we either personally put ourselves in the trap that I don't have time or mm-hmm. we like are told by our superior people right. as far as our who we report to in our company that you don't you have to do this and you have to be at this meeting and you have to mm-hmm. be there at this time. It's so it's remarkable. And and it, it's hopefully it's okay I share. We actually I remember we actually talked, I think it was last week or the week before whenever mm-hmm. this happened. And then we were talking about taking time off and I just want to slow this moment down. It is important. Like you're in pain. So think about it, you know, just let's go into this. If you didn't do this, you'd be in pain. You'd probably be like working at half or a quarter of the energy level that you normally could. And, Mm -hmm. and we're not solving the problem. We're just railroading through, but having that permission and giving yourself the permission is most important. Cause I was just like, how do you feel? What do you need? And I was just an advocate. Yes heal because then even if you take the rest of the week to heal then next week you're going to be so on point you'll easily make up for whatever was lost the week before but maybe describe what went through your mind and like fully giving yourself permission to as you said heal and then hear hear the words you needed to hear so that you could have this growth instead of like because let's just also be clear when you don't do that then what happens is you put off the growth now you're just sitting in yeah. that for a longer period of time, not necessarily having the life you want. Right. Well, and that's what I've always done. Always done that. Just like, oh, suck it up, pop an ibuprofen or whatever it is. And even though I've always been someone, you know, who has really has gone towards like a natural healing method, like I would just have to get through it because there just was no time to deal with the pain. And so you're right, that completely stops all learning and then you don't feel good. So you're not really able to fully be there. And I think it was even just when we first started working together, like my job is to be the best version of myself so that I can be there for my clients to help them have what they desire. So if I'm not taking care of myself and I'm not taking that time out to learn or slow down or take breaks or whatever it is, because that's what's being needed, then then like, who am I to sit across from someone else and tell them that they need to do that. So it was hard at first. I mean, we all have goals. Like I have ambitions about what I want my business to be right now and how many people I want to help and all of that. And so to think about putting that on pause again, after some other, you know, challenges that have come up in the last six months, I was like, I don't have time for this. Like, 
this is not what I want. But to your point, to resist it or to push against something that you don't want actually perpetuates it. And I can look connecting the dots looking back, I can see that so clearly now. And yeah, I mean, I didn't take the whole week, but I took more time than I thought that I would have wanted. But I feel great this week. And look how much I was able to get from that. It's pretty. It's so beautiful. And I want to highlight cool. one more thing. And thanks for letting me like go deeper and deeper on this. Yeah, I think fine. this is where this is where the learning is. And here we are, a podcast about growth. So let's <laughs> yeah. learn that. But I just want to pinpoint the whole like grabbing the ibuprofen or taking the pain. You know, I can personally yeah. relate to that when I was uh, coming out of being paralyzed and I started to feel my body and it was in excruciating pain. Like all of my legs felt like they were having a Charlie horse and I just kept moving them. I did feel a little relief when I moved them in a certain position and that gave me hope that I could, you know, bear through it. But I absolutely was against taking uh, drugs and, and being that I was in the hospital, they wanted me to take some serious painkiller. Like right away, they just have all this access to drugs. So yeah. they're like, hey, pain relief. And I'm like, no, thank you. And they thought I was crazy, <laughs> but I didn't want, I was already meditating and I was already healing quicker than the doctors thought that I normally would. They were all surprised every day they came yeah. in and I did not want to get clouded. Because the thing with right. pain medicine, not only does it, it, it numbs the pain, but it numbs everything. And then that was what I was concerned with. My mind was my healing mechanism more than anything. That's And this is my yes. own belief. This is my belief right now in, in the world. I was focusing on my healing and I didn't want to be numb. And mm -hmm. so, and I think also we're talking about growth. Well, growth is also the feelings that go with it. Uh, and that's physical feelings like pain, but also emotional feelings. Those are all part of the guiding points in our system. Our body, our mind is the system that's giving us indicators of where to go. And these pains are indicators. That's all it is like keeping us from <laughs> touching fire, right? Like putting your hand towards a hot grill or any of those things. Those are all sensor sensors that allow our body to navigate what it needs. So I just want to pinpoint that thing that we think in this fast paced modern world that we need to quickly get over the pain. And even that means taking pills and such when then we just, again, we're delaying the learning. We're, we're not actually healing. We're actually just covering it up. And mm -hmm. so by sitting in the pain, which might be uncomfortable, sometimes learning <laughs> is uncomfortable. Uh, a lot of times you're it is, doing right? it right. <laughs> yeah. You're getting outside the comfort zone. So I just want to pinpoint that choice because you could easily pop the pill and then gone back to it. I ended up going to Whole Foods and just finding all the things that help with, I mean, it was like a, a gut issue, just, you know, sharing. It was like, I have a gluten intolerance and I consumed gluten and it was absolutely awful. <laughs> it was so horrible. And that's a whole nother topic. I know we've talked about you know, what potentially that could be from. But um, yeah, I went and I got like ginger root and, you know, digestive enzymes and like all these different things that are really, really great, you know, for your, for your stomach. And I just, I like charcoal, I did that, just took that. And then I actually stopped drinking coffee for an entire week, which anybody who knows me knows my great love of coffee. <laughs> and I'm still just kind of swapped it out for cacao or for, you know, some kind of mushroom based, like natural energy thing. And I actually have more energy. I used to drink a cup of coffee and yawn. 
afterwards and be like, oh, I need more coffee. And it's like one of those things, like whether it's ibuprofen or coffee or caffeine, it was just the thing to mask up and cover what I was feeling. And so to, yeah, I guess that really is just even sinking in now, just hearing you say it, like if we just cover up all those things or if we push past all those things or or race past them, we're not taking time to really feel what's happening in our body or in our mind or connect the two and learn from it and make actual change. So I do feel like I was able to make change over the last week by stripping away all of that. And that might sound counterintuitive, but I think it always was for me. And especially if you're busy, busy, go, go, go. Uh, But it is, it's the way, like the only way. It's so powerful when you notice it to be able to say it's the only way. Because in modern society, it's that no pain, no gain. We got to muscle through it. Everyone hurts, but you just got to keep going. And that stunts our growth. And, mm-hmm. and actually ultimately slows us down. So it looks faster. It's like, again, the tortoise and the hare. Yeah. Going back to our turtle metaphors that we always use, the, the, it looks like the hare is getting there faster, but it's going this way and that way when the turtle's just steadfast. So sometimes slowing down, going back to the Chinese proverb, slow down to go fast, which I thought was ridiculous when I first heard it. But now ha- being a more learned man here, <laughs> I realized, <laughs> wow, there's, there's some wise people that put some thought into that. Yeah. So I so appreciate you going deep and being personal with it, Stephanie. I, um, I think there's a lot we just broke down. And I'm just curious, Giovanni and Melissa, if you like, is there uh, just to come back to the original question, like, is there a moment that really uh, was quite difficult and could have ignored the learning like Stephanie just brought up, but then you, you leaned into it and, and found growth in your life? Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> I That's think, the easy um, answer. There you go, everyone. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's pause real quick and take a break, and we'll be right back. I just want to have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast. And Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about WOW clients, WOW partners, and Pro Audio Voices is a WOW partner for me. And if you want to learn more, you can go to ProAudioVoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks, and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. I think, well, for me, I guess I can probably pick several points in my life where like my mindset actually changed. And I think when we talk about growth and the fact that is that you focus on growth as kind of your whole life is learning. It's not it's not just in the classroom when you're you know, your kids are not just being taught in the classroom. Right. They're learning lessons from us every day. And we're we are facing new things, new challenges, obstacles, but also just being able to acknowledge the effort that you're making the feedback and criticism that you get. It's not, it's not criticism. It's an opportunity for you to learn and do something differently. And I think for me, it's, you know, it's all about, you're going to keep getting what you, what you get if you keep doing the same thing, right? If you're, if you don't do anything different, then your whole life is going to be that way. And so when I think about the growth mindset, I mean, a mindset is really, you know, it can impact your outcome. The way you see, the way you think, 
And I mean, you guys were talking about physiological change, you know, how it actually impacts your body. And, you know, I can go back to different points in my life where I had, I mean, back pain, you know? And, you know, if you go into, well, what is it, the metaphysical book um, that I know I, I tend to look at, it's like, you know, you're carrying a lot on your back, on your shoulders, you know, the stress that you put your body through. And when you get into a different mindset, I feel like you step out of that and you you're able to kind of look at things totally differently. It's like it's like being in the forest and then, you know, taking a bridge and looking at the forest from 10,000 feet or taking a plane. You know, it's just it's a whole different view of what the issues are, what the challenges are, maybe what you can do about them. And sometimes, you know, even when you make a choice, it may not be the right choice, but, you know, guess what? You get to choose again. Um, and so, so with for me, all that feedback, with all, because yes. you made the choice, you get feedback and then you choose again. Exactly. Um, and just being able to reflect on, hey, what could I have done better? And I notice I do that now constantly. And even, you know, I have kids, of course, and grandkids. And so a lot of times I will look at whatever it is that they're doing and I go, now, what do I think they could have done better? You know, because everybody doesn't always have a growth mindset and they don't always need my feedback right away. Um, But sometimes it's like, you know, they probably could have done this better or I could have maybe said something differently or and it fuels kind of all just a better way of life, I think. Um, you become more thoughtful, more empathetic, you know, just taking the time to really understand and view things differently than maybe you did before. And so, you know, when I think about a growth mindset, it's like it becomes very rewarding and inspiring when you look at the success of of others around you and you're not you're not really thinking about yourself either. You're actually looking to others and learning. And to me, you you end up with a different set of people in your life. And all of a sudden, you're growing because you're experiencing something completely different than you experienced before. It's so true. You know, like I often feel say, oh, when you become rich and famous, don't forget me or or don't change. That's the other way they say, don't change. The The reality, though, is we have to change to actually achieve that success. So yeah. you've already changed. You don't change when you have it. That's the that's the misconception. Like people think, oh, you became a millionaire and changed. No, I changed and became a millionaire. Right. Yeah. That's yes. That that's the thing. And then the people around us might change too. You know, and it doesn't mean we have to like close the doors. If a relationship's toxic, maybe you do like make right. some boundaries. Maybe boundaries you are bring, required. You bring a lot of people with you. I mean, you know, yeah. and that's what's so nice is it's not just that you're closing the door like, oh, I'm hanging out with all these new people. It's like, no, you're bringing your friends from here into a completely new experience with you. Yes. Yep. 
No, and it's beautiful. It's leaving the door open. And then you might spend more time with other people in different periods of your life. There are people I spend a lot of time with, and then I spend very little, but I still have them in my life. Maybe I talk to them once a year. And those periods of our life, as we change, we change maybe the people that we're learning from, the people that we're hanging out with. So I think that's, you know, all very important. And then you brought up like a thing, and I want to use the word momentum. You know, when we make those choices, because I think that's even part of the, some of us get, you know, slow down or stop even because we don't want to make a choice when in reality, if we want, we need to make choices every day. And we actually do, whether you think about it or not, you're always making some choice. Even if the choice is to stay the same, you made that choice. You chose to stay exactly the same today. But when we choose, we get feedback. And when we get the feedback, then we can choose again. And when we do that, the more rapid we do that, the quicker we grow, the, the, you know, the faster we get to where we want to go. And so that's why, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and CEO founders, you know, leaders, we get into this growth mindset that you're bringing up, Melissa, and really momentum is a key piece of the recipe because then we can actually start learning faster. You know, I remember being blown away reading Robert Kiyosaki, uh, one of his early, I think it was his first book, The Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. And he said something in there that I'll never forget. He said, uh, I read, this is Robert Kiyosaki. I, I might be paraphrasing a little bit, but he said, I read that one out of nine businesses fail. So I thought to myself, I better hurry up and get those nine businesses out of the way. So he actually just said, I'm going to like, I'm going to go fail nine times and then I'll get the 10th. I'm going to do that as fast as I can. If I can get through the nine businesses and reach the 10th one, so be it. Let's go. You know, so it's kind of like beginning the journey and we can all do that. Like, you know, just as a metaphor, sometimes in life we don't make choices. You know, can you imagine driving in a car and then you're driving down the road and then the exit that you want to take is blocked off? How many of us have pulled over? Over and the sign says exit reopening in three days. Have you ever called the person you're going to see and say, Hey, I was on my way. It's on my way to come see you. The exit by your house. It says it's closed until Monday. So I guess I'll see you on Monday. And then you hang up and sit in your car. Who does that? The answer? No one, no one that I've ever met. If you do that, please send us an email. I want to, I want to know you. I want to understand what happened. <laughs> so the thing about it is we don't do that. But what do we do? We drive to the next exit. We reroute our, and nowadays with GPS, we just reroute. It might already reroute it. Oh, we found a faster time, right? <laughs> it might have been way ahead of us. The reality is you keep going, you find another way. And that's the thing that you're talking about, Melissa. When we're in that growth mindset, we're choosing and we're taking the feedback and we're choosing again and we're choosing again. You know, like Carl Bukite always says, Choose what you want, take what you get that the exits closed or whatever's happening in your life and then choose again. And this is rapid growth. And then you find yourself at a relatively young age or whatever age you're at, having the life you want in a much faster, faster, fast uh, fashion. Even if we're making mistakes, we think we're falling behind when the reality you're gaining. So beautifully said. I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, Melissa, or, or if Giovanni wants to add you know, a story about challenging moments that turned into tremendous growth in your in your life. No, I don't have anything to add to that story-wise. I, I, in my head, I kept saying, yeah, my life, my life is the continuous uh, story that's going on. Because, I mean, literally every day, as, as we guys have all mentioned, you just take a moment and just like, hey, what can I have learned? If you can stop, 
like what we teach, right? Like plan tomorrow today. If you can just stop at the end of the day, like, hey, what what could I have learned from today? Like that's, I think that's a huge thing. But something that keep coming up, keep coming up, coming up, can't speak today. But uh, I wanted to mention is that not all learning is growth. Uh, that just kept popping up in my head. It's like not all learning is growth because like how many times like uh, you hear something and so it comes kind of comes back to the whole life will stop you in the face story, right? Like he'll tap you, tap you until like he wants you to really hear it and he'll slap you in the face. So like you keep learning something, you keep learning the same lesson, but if you don't ever do something with it, you're not growing, you're just staying the same. Um, so that I just wanted listeners to be aware of that, not because I'm, I'm, I love learning things. I love grabbing new information. I'm always looking up something, but if I don't do anything with that information, I'm not growing. It's just adding to maybe a knowledge base and it comes in useful some here and there. But if I don't take it into, take a moment to pause and, and utilize it in some way, I'm not going to necessarily grow from it kind of a thing. Or maybe not as fast. I mean, there could be an argument on that, that you're still growing, like you're taking new information in. So there's some kind of growth, but maybe it's not active, but you know, so I think, but I love what you're bringing up because this is where people get confused. I've actually had people tell me, you know, that saying knowledge is power. And someone said to me once, they're like, that's not true. Just because you have information doesn't mean that you're powerful. And then I said, oh, that's true. And they're like, what? Uh, Because they thought they were going to get an argument with me. And I said, oh, no, that's true. Information is not uh, necessarily powerful. Knowledge needs to be defined here. Knowledge is knowing leverage. And that's what you're kind of talking about, Giovanni. We can learn things today, but are we leveraging it? And then that's when it becomes powerful. So knowing leverage, knowing leverage, knowledge is leveraging what you learn, but you never know when that's going to happen. So like looking at me again, I, I know I keep bringing this up, but it's really current in my life. 18, 19 months ago now, 19 months, uh, I was paralyzed. And, you know, people ask me like, wow, how did you do all this mindset? And, and we, you know, you, you couldn't even open your eyes, which also helped with meditation, right? They literally had to tape my eyes shut because I wasn't blinking and they thought my cornea were going to tear because they're getting so dried out. So like I could do nothing but go inward, but I had already gone through tough times in my life, like some 15 years earlier that made me again, made me have a new choice. Hey, maybe I should meditate, you know, anyway, and going back to Stephanie and, 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 and all of us, our discussions here was there's a lot of pain, a lot of pain. And then someone said, Hey, you might be able to heal this pain. Same thing that I said to you, Stephanie, and you know, Hey, go figure, right? I learned something and I share it with all of you, but it was learning that and I'm so grateful. This goes back to the grateful because, and this goes back to what you're saying, Giovanni. I I didn't know that because I learned, when I said, I'm going to learn meditation, it's so that when I'm paralyzed, I can heal myself. I did not say that. I did not say that. I had no idea and nor did I ever wish uh, in my, in my knowing mind, I never wished that that would happen. And then it did. And I also had all these tools in my tool bag that I had heard about like one, for instance, you know, there's a guy called the miracle man in 1980 he crashed his plane and they were going to unplug him, unplug him from the machine because his lungs were collapsed, whole body mangled, mangled Family is in the hospital room. They're going to unplug him. You can look it up the miracle man and you can look up this story and he was blinking in like Morse code. Cause he's like, had some military background 
And the, one of the nurses was a military nurse and she saw it and, and then they wrote down and they were showing him and he was like blinking yes. And they like got uh, code and he said, I'm going to walk out of this hospital by blinking his eyes. That's all he could do. So the family did not unplug him and he healed himself. Things that they call him the miracle man because he regrew his lungs, which in medical documentation still to this day. And we're like 20, well, no, 43 years right now since that accident. And they, they would still say that that's not going to happen. You know, the medical books would say no one could heal from that. He's going to die. And he did not. I, as far as I understand, I think he's still alive. I think. I can't remember. I haven't looked it up recently. But look, 43 years later, the man's still alive. That was in my head, Giovanni. So yeah, that's another thing. I never thought, oh, you know, tomorrow when I'm flying and I crash, I know what to do now. It never said that. And I heard this like decades ago. But then I'm lying there, Giovanni, in my hospital bed. And his story like comes in my mind loud and clear. It's like, and I'm like, okay, well, if he can do that, I'm going to think my healing. And I just started thinking about my healing. So it's so interesting. So maybe it's a seed that doesn't grow for a long time. You know, I, when I was a kid, my grandfather planted a whole bunch of things in his garden. And one of them was a century plant. It's called a century plant because one time every hundred years, it blossoms this gigantic flower that goes like two or three stories high. It's gigantic. We're having breakfast. I just happened to be at his house because I did not live there. And I saw his eyes open up like a bust was coming into the kitchen window. And he's like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, what, Grandpa, what? And he's like, it grew. We ran outside. He's like, Stephen, I, I planted this. I thought I would die before it happened. There it is. Every hundred years. You know, it's like, it's, it's like that. I think we could have that type of learning just to kind of add to what you're saying, Giovanni. You might not even know why you're learning something. It might be so remote and someone tells you something and years later, you might be in a situation where that knowledge is exactly what you need to leverage. And so that's why I would say in all of this, a big scheme here, Giovanni, to say, I would I would say that it's all growth. It's all growth. It just might be for a later day. It's kind of like, you know, you're reading all that stuff that you think is nonsense, but someday I'll be on a podcast with you and surely you'll be the one to say, oh, I read about that. <laughs> he totally is that guy. So maybe I could, we, uh, so Giovanni, would you say it's okay to say it's just delayed growth maybe? Yeah. Fair enough. Sure it is. Fair enough. <laughs> agree to agree. <laughs> but it's just interesting position that you brought up because it helped me come up with that story too. Like who would have known all those years ago that I would have needed that encouragement from a man that I never met just by hearing his story in a documentary one time, many, many years before, maybe close to 16, 17 years before I was in the hospital. Wild, wild. So thanks for stirring that up in me. <laughs> I was just going to bring up, though, I think the other thing you get with that growth mindset is is such a feeling of free will. You know, like you, you know, Stephanie talked about having control, but when you have the growth mindset, you actually feel more in control, because you actually decide, you know, yeah. 
That's true. I think that one of the things that it does is take some pressure off too, because you just kind of trust and have faith that like, okay, I don't know why this is happening, but I know that it's all going to work out and that this, like Steve always says, this is happening for me, not to me. So I, I don't know why this is happening in this moment, but it will become clear one day. And I used to have to be the person who was like always afraid I wasn't going to get a good seat or I wasn't going to be at this thing at this time or I wasn't going to be in the right place at the right time or things weren't going to happen when I anticipated or thought that I wanted them to. And and it's calmed me down a lot in that respect. I used to be really sort yeah. of high strung in that way, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Um, always worried about what was going to be that next step. And my mom tells me this story often about I think it was kindergarten and we're like going off to my first day of kindergarten and I'm like walking out. We're about to walk out the door and get in the car and go to school. And I, I grabbed my mom and I was like, I need to talk to you. And I brought her into my bedroom. and was like, okay, what are they going to expect of me at school? Like I wanted to know what was going to go down and what I needed to do and what they were going to want from me and all of that. And it was like, Kindergarten. Where the heck? Yes. Where the heck did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> An NLP session or something to figure that out. But and so I've always had that. I've always wanted to know what to expect. I didn't ever want it to be blindsided or surprised or like I needed to know what was going to what was going to be the lay of the land before I embarked on something. Um, so some of that stuff is just in us, right? But that has been the most freeing. Thing. I think about just trusting and knowing that like, it's okay, you know, it's okay to m- mess up or, you know, no failures, only feedback, like it's okay to fail. And to your point, Steve, like the faster we can fail, like the more, the faster we're going to learn and grow and have what we yeah. want. Yeah. Um, it's super interesting. And it's so interesting how as we become older, we don't give ourselves space to have that type of learning. You know, going, I think Melissa, you brought it up. We go, it's learning is not just at school, you know, it's everything. And I think sometimes as adults, we think, oh, I've finished school. I finished college. I finished this. I'm supposed to know it all. And that's not a good mindset because we need to be willing to, to try things out. You know, we need to be willing to not be good at something and get that feedback, you know? So when you're playing an instrument and it's out of tune or you hit the wrong note and you feel it, like, you know, sometimes I don't know what I did wrong at the piano or on the flute, but I was like, well, that didn't sound right. Well, you know, like it actually gives like a, because that's why they call it harmony, right? It feels good. It's like in harmony. And then when you're out of harmony or you're out of tune, it's like, it's sharp. And I think, you know, the universe is telling us that vibration did not belong here in that little, uh, that little ditty there. And so then we have to change our mind. But if I don't give myself that chance, then there's no growth, right? Then, I don't know, then part of my mind goes, well, that's growth too, because you're just learning that you're not going anywhere. So that's the lesson for today. We're, uh, and so I don't know, maybe I think all of life is learning so much that that could be the lesson. Hey, look at what, did you notice your feedback today? Nothing happened because you did nothing. So there's, there's your feedback. Nothing. Do you want nothing tomorrow? Oh, maybe I don't. Okay. So maybe I should choose something new, but I think being willing, going back to this whole thing, be willing to make mistakes is the fastest way. Going back to Robert Kiyosaki, he was willing to fail nine businesses before he found the, and good thing for him, from what I understand from his story, he didn't have to fail 10 businesses. 
he did have a few though there it wasn't zero but uh he didn't have to fail at nine to make it but what a mindset to be willing to have nine businesses fail but how many people would do that how many people would fail at nine to get a tenth like multi-million dollar success i mean you know i bet you there's a bunch of people that sign up for that right so absolutely yeah uh-huh. so you can do that in small steps every single day it doesn't have to be a business it could be you've always wanted to play a musical instrument i know i did and it took me until way later in life decades later to give myself permission and it, it came back to childhood I remember being in grade school and some kids said I sucked and don't even try. And one kid even pushed me because I was ruining their song. And I probably was. I probably was ruining their song. I probably was out of pitch. But in my mind, I was like, you're not good at music. Don't even try. Don't even try. And then, but inside of me, I I kept wanting to play. I kept wanting to play. I was like, I want to do this. So something inside of me said, no. And, you know, I finally said, you know, I'm still learning. I'm, st- you know, and I even have to put that disclaimer, but I, I'm a musician, you know, and I was around a bunch of musicians at the National Speakers Association. And I found myself around all the speakers and we were talking about carrying your instruments on the plane. And so I had said something about bringing my flutes. You know, I've been playing the Native American flute for um, some years now, and I bring them with me. I play them almost every day. And then we we're talking about that. And then one of the persons said, somehow it came up. They're like, oh, are, are you're a musician. And I, and I stumbled on that. I'm like, uh, um, kind of. And they're like, wait a minute, time out. And then they they gave me feedback. Les Melissa put, put it right. Like they, they gave me criticism. They're like, you uh, just said that you travel with your flutes here. Did you not? I'm like, yes, I did. They're like, if you travel with your instrument, you're a musician just one reason but um then my friend Broncar lee which some of you met he's been on uh our podcast before he said that everyone's a musician because you have a heartbeat everyone is playing a beat you know you he said it's impossible not to be musical now look at all these lessons that are coming out of my mouth i did not believe that years ago just even more proof to the continual learning in life so whatever it is music riding a bike riding a motorcycle you know snow skiing i i don't know like actually saying hello to someone maybe you're such an introvert like saying hello is a huge step i don't know find that thing and go try it and be willing to not be good at it i don't know so i'm just curious this has been so much great perspectives from each of us what would be one thing, and I'll just let this come up like popcorn so everyone pop off. What would be one thing that you would share with someone to start having more mindset around growth or allowing it? What would be, And you can share what was the first thing you did to start having more abundance around it. Or just what would be, a, if we slow it down, like if someone's listening and they're like, oh, this sounds great, but what do I do to start? What would you say is a good starting point? I was going to say, I think for me, it was stepping out of my comfort zone and then realizing I could stay outside of my comfort zone <laughs> because it was so scary to me to be outside, like like do something that I wasn't used to doing. That's the growth, right? And then to just know that, hey, it's okay. I'm kind of out here and 
I'm okay. You know what? And I'll just be outside my comfort zone. It's it's totally fine. And so I think for me, it was that transition of always kind of being, I always felt like I was growing professionally, but not in terms of just, you know, just doing something completely different. And I think when you're in business, especially when you're in business for yourself, you're constantly doing something that maybe you've never done before because you are it. And so to me, that was my big thing was just, you know what, just just go with it. Just be outside your comfort zone. You're going to be fine. It's survivable. That's so funny. I, somebody was asking me or was talking about just growth mindset. It was like last year on a walk with someone. And I think once you do get outside your comfort zone and you overcome something and how amazing that feels, I was like, now I actively look for to put myself in situations that are outside of my comfort zone. Like if somebody brings up an opportunity, do you want to speak and train at this event? Do you want to do this thing? I'm like, wow, it sounds really uncomfortable. Yeah, sign me up <laughs> because I know it's going to be good for yes. me. Um, to your point, but to answer Steve's question, the thing that gives, came into my head when you asked that question was just to put your ego aside. I think sometimes we put like have this ego about like, oh, I might look funny or I might sound dumb or I might, you know, whatever if I try this new thing because I'm not going to be good at it at first. But you have to check your ego like at the door and just be willing to be vulnerable and be like maybe suck at something at first because that's the only way to get proficient at something. Like you have to start somewhere. So check your ego and just start like pick up that book, read, learn something and pick up that instrument, whatever it is, just do it and keep doing it. Yeah. Nice. I think uh, for me, what kept going to mind is actually Stephanie had mentioned, and even in the describing this question, you mentioned it, Steve, is slow down, like slowing down and pausing. And I was like, that was a big thing on our last podcast, right? It was like to pause so that you can notice those moments. So yeah, once you get outside your comfort zone and you're getting something that was uncomfortable to get that lesson, you have to, I think you have to pause in order to, to recognize, right? Because then if you just keep moving forward, you don't give your mind a moment to sit back and just analyze what happened. And so then you might just miss the lesson in that moment. Not that I say you can't pause later on, but just I think in general, just like slowing down, pausing and taking a moment to take that in, take those moments in and, and think about what you can get from it and ask those questions. Like, what can I learn from this or how can I, how can I use this to my benefit or whatever other version of that you want to ask? So powerful, Giovanni, and what a way to end the podcast because it comes back to that slowing down to go faster. Because just think about that. If we, we think we're going faster and we just go, 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 but actually by pausing, taking in all the information, making new conclusions, and thereby being able to make new decisions, we can actually navigate in a much better way. We might be able to find the secret path that's like half as long. You know, one of our previous, uh, well, actually one of, one of our clients current, he was in, uh, I forget where he was exactly, but they were going up a mountain and he was with some of the teachers in martial arts. And the teacher was on the ground and said, everyone hike up and I'll meet you at the top. And the teacher stayed back 
and they could see the teacher for quite some time and they're hiking their path up and they the teacher is still back there and so they got like way ahead and they're like wait how is he gonna meet us some people started asking like i don't know that's on him he's our teacher he was sitting meditating on the top of the mountain when they got up there so how did he get up there like obviously he knew a different path however he did it but the reality is you too can have that whether it's metaphorically or physically we can navigate by what Giovanni just said, pausing and receiving that feedback. And whether you do that today, tomorrow, that's your choice. goes back to choice again. We have this choice to learn. And when we embrace this learning, when we embrace this growth mindset, we can actually start having the life that we want faster. And just to close with Carl Bukite's words, we choose, we take what we get. It may not be what we thought, but we take it because that's the feedback that came at that moment in our life, whether we like it or not, whether it was good, bad, or ugly, however our mind sees it, take that feedback. And then guess what? Choose again. And the more rapid we do that, choose, take what we get, choose again, that the more rapid we're going to grow, the more rapid we're going to have our desired lifestyle. So I think uh, this, that's why growth is one of our core values. It is so, so powerful. And so just to put us on the track that we're on, we started with love. We uh, did another podcast. So that was one of the first on core, our core values. Then we did gratitude. Then today we did growth. And our next podcast, as you're listening, uh, we are going to share freedom. What does freedom mean to us? Defining it a little further. Why is it important uh, for us to have this autonomy? And uh, just describe that more. And I really hope that you're enjoying this. Obviously, if you listened all the way to this entirety here at the end of our podcast, I'm hoping that you got value from it. We like to hear that value, even if it's an aha moment, like, hey, I learned this. We love to hear that because then we know what part of this podcast was powerful for you. So please share, uh, comment, send us messages. We're on a lot of the social media channels and let us know what you learned uh, from this. And then ultimately, uh, you know, subscribe to this, uh, subscribe to our newsletter so that we can keep promptly sending you these next podcasts. We are doing this because we care. We want to make change for you and in the world in a good way. And so um, we really like our, you know, growing our community because then we can really feel how we're helping more. We get feedback. Please give us feedback so we can grow and we can grow this podcast in a really, really good way. Uh, we love you all. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Thank you, Melissa, Stephanie, and Giovanni for joining me. I'm just so grateful that we're doing this. And I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.